Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. Everybody, by the time you are hearing this, whether you are on Patreon or in the regular feed, I, I'm either currently seeing or have already seen the national tour of six at the Dr. Phillips oh, Center yeah, for Performing Arts right. in Orlando. I'm very excited, as I've mentioned before, because Jasmine Forsberg is playing the Abby Mueller queen, who I believe is Jane Seymour. Um, and I saw her back in the day when she was in high school in a local production of Carrie the Musical. Jeez. Uh, and I went back and looked at my review, which is seven years old now uh, at this point. And... I said she was great. Like I, she was one of like she was like the bright spot. Thank in the God whole that's production. the case. Hopefully know, you were seriously. like panning her. And I was like, this girl has no chance to ever have a career in this. Yeah. No, I, I said she was great. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited to see this next step for her uh, as a local Central Floridian coming home to do this show. But. Uh, I'm sure I will share those thoughts on some podcast, probably here on Today on Broadway, maybe on a future episode of This Week in Theater. I know. Somewhere on this platform, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about things I either like or dislike, so we've been there. Um, But you can always (laughs) hear my thoughts. Yes, I've literally (laughs) 2,000 word essay on Legally Blind at the Meaning. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so either way, though, wherever I talk about them, you will be able to hear them first if you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon and sign up to be a Patreon member. You get all of our episodes before anybody else. But speaking of things that I am uh, now even more excited to see than I already was, yesterday the New York City Center announced the complete casting for its annual gala presentation. This year it will be Parade, running November 1st through November 6th. I will be seeing it on, let me look at the calendar, I believe November 4th. Um, Mm. So very exciting. We already knew that the great Michaela Diamond will be playing Lucille Frank opposite Ben Platt as Leo Frank. But yesterday we just got a star-studded group to be joining yeah the to be joining the jason robert brown and alfred jury script um they will be highlighted by folks including eddie cooper as newt lee john dossett as the old soldier and judge rowan um aaron rose doyle as mary fagan manuel falciano uh, falciano as tom watson uh let's run it through the rest of this christopher gurr is in here jay armstrong johnson sean allen krill is going to be playing governor slayton uh, aaron Mackey is playing mrs fagan we also have gatton matarazzo as frankie epps howard yeah. mcgillen as luther roser uh uh, Rosser and Grace McLean as Sally Slayton. Yes. Paul Alexander Nolan as Hugh Dorsey. Those are all alphabetical with other names mixed in there. Um, so if you want to see everybody's name, like it, this is like I've said, like I, w- I was going for the spectacle of this. Uh, sure. All. Um, the fact that I'm, it hasn't been produced in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, although I saw a local production here either yeah, earlier yeah. this year or last year, but like you don't get to see it very often. And that's like, that's a big deal for me in going to see shows. Mm-hmm. And I knew they would have a good cast, but like, there are like some awesome folks. And like, obviously Michaela and Ben are the big names here, but sure. just a lot of really, really good people mixed in. And you throw in someone like Gat Matarazzo and, and even Paul Alexa- Alexander Nolan. Gonna make any remaining tickets impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, also I do want, I, I do want to mention Stacy Bono is also in this mm-hmm. and she was my, um, she was my beggar woman when I saw Sweeney Todd off Broadway at Barrow Street. Ah, uh, yeah. 
and she was opposite Tom Sesma. So uh, she was great. And she left that show to go to go play um, the wife in Miss Saigon uh, on Mm -hmm. tour. So anyway, very excited about all of this. I already have my ticket and looking forward to checking out this entire cast in a few weeks. I don't have a ticket, and I feel like I need to find one now, because I think yeah. when you start reading off the casting announcement and lead with Eddie Cooper, and it really only gets better from there yeah. somehow, that's a feat. I keep looking at the, um, you know, like the graphic with all the photos they sent and just keep picking out new people that I'm excited yeah. about. And of course, Grace McLean is top of the list for me, yeah, who I think is, of course, the bee's knees. So. Amazing casting. They did a great job. People are already excited about this, obviously, because of what we already said there. You know, it's, uh, rare, um, it, you know, being rarely produced at this point. And this is obviously a gala performance and you have Ben and Michaela up there, but they did a really great job getting everybody else in here as well. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This has long been a show that has had different incarnations, like developmentally, with Ben and Michaela um, working on it. They did a reading of it with Roundabout Theater Company, I think a year, like, or so maybe the summer before the pandemic. And now it's finally coming to the stage in this city center gala performance. Mm-hmm. Do you think that casting like this? means that it's more or less likely or no difference at all to make a move to Broadway. We obviously saw Into the Woods make a very successful right. run. Sometimes, I, I, to be honest with you, I thought, oh, look at all the stars in Into the Woods. There's no way this can transfer. We talked about it. There's too many stars in it. <laughs> this what? one, Yeah, and it did. This one is a little different because there's a lot of like theater stars, but there's no like you know, Sarah Bareilles or Neil Patrick Harris sure. or, you know, even Philip Sue or Heather Headley, who all have these TV things going on. But like, I'm looking at this list and I was like, if they can get even like half of these folks to come with it, right. like that's a really, really good Broadway cast if they decide to do that. I agree. I think it's the case that it's more likely than not, but I think that's less to do with the casting than the property itself. Like, I think at this point, everyone, and until this production specifically was announced, everyone had been calling for a parade production. Um, yeah. and, and now we're getting kind of, you know, technically a one-off thing that could transfer. I think it has a really big shot, and I think they kind of... Uh, went with casting here that they could see transferring a lot of people that aren't going to be completely bogged down with either television schedules or other shows upcoming, um, including Gatton, who was in Dear Evan Hansen and obviously yeah. no longer doing that. So if he wants to return to stage, here's an opportunity right here if they decide to transfer it. Yeah, and depending on when they shoot the fifth and final season of Strange Things, uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. And he will obviously be busy with with that. But I think they usually do it through the end of winter, beginning of spring, maybe, if I remember correctly, because it's usually in Atlanta. Yeah, that is definitely something that would be under your professional purview to yeah, know filming it changes, times. But, yeah. yeah. Either way, very exciting. And uh, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a so chance, you're saying but. there's a chance. Yep. 
All right. Unfortunately, we do have some sad news to share. Yesterday, it was reported that the Pulitzer Prize and now Tony winning playwright Charles Fuller has passed away at the age of 83. He died on Monday, October 3rd in Toronto, where he was uh, accompanied by his wife, Claire Prieto Fuller. Charles Fuller won the Pulitzer Prize many, many years ago for a soldier's play and then Mm -hmm. won the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play last year since he had never been eligible for that show before and he was currently alive when that award was presented. Uh, He got the honor of being a Tony Tony winner. He was also Oscar nominated for his film adaptation, uh, A Soldier's Story. Um, One of those, just another in a long list of black playwrights who never had the opportunity to see their work on Broadway during their heyday. Fortunately, he was alive when a soldier's play came to Broadway. But when we talk about things, um, you know, a a lot of things, Adrian Kennedy with uh, the Ohio State murders, she's in her nineties. It's finally, you know, she's finally getting a Broadway production. Um, And um, uh, what was the LaShawn's show last year with Chuck Cooper? Uh, Trouble in mind, finally coming to Broadway. Um, We've seen this story over and over again. and, And I am glad that Charles Fuller had an opportunity opportunity to uh, get at least a few of his flowers while he was still alive, because it is just another kind of issue that goes in with the inherent racism in our society and in the industry that these people were denied the opportunities with clearly uh, works that were worthy of of having those platforms and didn't actually have the opportunity when they were first introduced. But um, our thoughts go out to everybody who knew Mr. Fuller and his uh, family, Mm -hmm. uh, either personally or professionally. So uh, our our thoughts will be with all of them and very excited that we're going to have a chance to see this kind of like mini tour of A Soldier's Play starring Norm Lewis. I need to check out where it's going to see if I have an opportunity to go see it. Absolutely. I think it's really important to note, too, the fact that, you know, you mentioned he got to see his work on Broadway finally years after what could or could not be considered his heyday when he was actually writing all these plays. But I mean, it never made it to Broadway in the first place because they wanted him to drop the last line, which is something like, you'll have to get used to black people being in charge. And many decades later, thankfully, it ended up being produced on Broadway and we saw it win Tony. Um, But yeah, it's uh, all that to say, it's great that he did get to see his work come to Broadway and be produced the way that he wanted to before his death. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to some other show and casting news. Let's start over at the Winter Garden Theater, where we already knew that the great Jefferson Mays would be exiting the Broadway production yes. of The Music Man so that he could go and do his own one-man version of A Christmas Carol. Yes. We had said, obviously, we're going to get somebody to come in and take over this role. They had not announced it. Yesterday, they did. And it was one that made me very happy. Um, beginning on October 25th, Cousin Larry himself, Mark Lynn Baker, will be joining the production of, uh, as Mayor Shin, and he will complete the Broadway run through January 1st. Obviously, somebody who has been on Broadway in a number of shows. Mm-hmm. But to me, and he's currently playing Jen Walter's father in She-Hulk. Uh, she is, he is She-Hulk's father. Of course, I was going to tie it in. But, I mean, it's just his career. It's right but, there, like, yeah. <laughs> to me... A child of the 80s and 90s who was watching television and was, and was the prime demographic when TGIF first launched. Some perfect strangers. Him, 
perfect strangers along with Bronson Pinchot, uh, mm-hmm. cousin Larry and cousin Balky, like, uh, this is my childhood. Yeah. So seeing Mark Lynn Baker uh, back on a Broadway stage and getting to watch him on Disney Plus and an MCU property all at the same time, pretty much, is very you. exciting for me. Very exciting for me. Um, <laughs> the last time he was uh, on Broadway, I guess probably would have been in On the 20th Century. He was also in You Can't Take It With You, that Tony-winning mm-hmm. revival. Um, but I will mention that he played the mayor in the Broadway Center Stage production of The Music Man in Washington, D.C. a couple years ago with Jesse Mueller um, and, and the aforementioned Norm Lewis. So um, just just cool. I just I just love this. This makes uh, me very happy. Yeah, it's good. It's good casting. I never saw any Perfect Strangers. I knew he was in it, obviously. You're, but I've yeah, never you're seen younger it. than I am. You're younger yeah, than I am. Yes, but I am uh, grew up on syndication, 100%. I wonder that, if it was that on was, syndication, though. It was. I think it was Nick okay. at Night, and then it was TV Land. Um, but that it just – it never uh, – you know, we never had that crossover with me. I watched a lot of Family Matters. No yeah, perfect that strangers, was like, though. Yeah, Perfect Strangers was like the beginning of TGIF. And yeah. I think Family Matters was like the second wave of shows. I feel like Full I House was so. both. I feel like Full yeah. House was like what was like kind of was the bridge between them. I'll have to go back and look, but um and to be honest with you, Perfect Strangers might have actually like predated TGIF and like became part of TGIF when that marketing packaging became a thing but i'm gonna have to go look i think it was part of the original tgif no it was what i mean is like i think like tgif might have started after perfect strangers had already been running they were like oh let's do this friday night yeah yeah, yeah. i see what you're saying yeah i think you're right there yeah either way i don't remember i was like eight or something when it happened so i was not alive yeah we'll see but i know some tv history yes you do uh, all right, real quick, let's look at the uh, 92nd Street Wise lyrics and lyricist season. We already kind of had the announcements of what will be a part of it. And yesterday we got the star of the first production in this series of uh, running November 5th, 6th and 7th will be California Dreamin', an intimate exploration of the legendary icons of California's Laurel Canyon in the 60s and 70s, including the Mamas and the Papas, Journey Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, or Crosby, Stills and Nash, not Young. We're not including no, Young please. in that. Um, and the Eagles, and that will be headlined by Jessica Vosk uh, doing nice. that one. I, I, mm, I'm going to have to look. I'm, I'm going to be in town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I do, yeah. I do love a lyrics and lyricists. I believe I saw Chia yeah. Rivera do a show there at like two Ooh. o'clock on a Friday. So I'm going to have to see if there's an odd matinee because if there is, I'm definitely going to go. I love Jessica. Obviously, we know that, but I don't know yes. that I would do like a, a regular performance slot for this, but would certainly do a weird afternoon <laughs> yeah. matinee. I think it was a Monday actually that I saw Cheetah. Uh, I was in the front row. Also works out. Cheetah at 92nd. Yeah. So either way, very cool. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I love me a weird matinee time. Uh, and then finally in this section, yesterday, the Irish Repertory Theater announced two more productions that they will stage over the remaining months of 2022, including the return of their beloved holiday show, uh, A Christmas, A Child's Christmas in Wales. This is, I believe, the sixth incarnation of that. They will also stage the um, world premiere of the new play, Jack Was Kind. A Child's Christmas in Wales by Dylan Thomas is adapted and directed by Charlotte Moore. 
this is a musical adaptation of that. It will begin performances on December 1st and will run through December 31st. Jack Was Kind is a new one-person show written and performed by Tracy Thorne and directed by Nicholas A. Kotz. It will run from November 9th through December 18th. You will see there's an overlap there. So A Child's Christmas in Wales will play on the main stage and Jack Was Kind will play on the studio stage. Nice. Very nice. I looked it up. Jessica Vosk has a Monday 7.30 performance. So oh, well, you that's got nothing then, potentially. Hold on. Do I have something on the Monday already? <laughs> no afternoons, though? Mm, doesn't look like it. Maybe Cheetah just got it because she's... Because she's Cheetah Rivera. And yeah. she can do whatever she exactly. wants. Exactly. I might have something on the Monday already, I think. Um, hmm. That would be said. So that would be Monday the 7th, right? I'm going to pull yeah. up my spreadsheet and I'll get back to it here in a All second. Right. But Good. <laughs> um, depending on when you were listening to this, this has either already happened or it will be happening. But on Tuesday night or slash- Or if you're in the past, it will be happening much yes, later. Yeah. Um, Tuesday night <laughs> slash Monday morning, the national tour cast of Sexy Oklahoma will be performing on The Late Late Show with James Corden. That is on CBS television. But what's great about it is, is that it'll also be available to stream on demand on Paramount Plus, And I'm sure will actually be put out as a social media video as well. The um, the cast will be performing for like four weeks, I believe, at the Amundsen Theater in Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. is why... That that is there. It actually begins performances, I believe, uh, or it might be running, and then it's going through the 16th, and then it has one more like month long run in California. Um, we, we've talked about the show a lot, so I don't want to get into it, but like, sure, I I, I have mixed feelings, but like, I really want to see this tour. I don't think I'm going to get to because I don't think it's I think it's it's winding Nowhere down, near. but like, yeah. well, I think it's winding down. I think it's it's just done at yeah. the end of this year, yeah. but it's um. It's, it's, I want to see different takes on it, but, um, and I did look at my schedule. I, uh, I do have a show on Ah. Monday the 7th. I thought so. That's when I'm seeing Into the Woods from the front row. I Uh, mean, sorry, a good choice. Yeah. (laughs) And not too shabby choice. Yeah. A Monday performance too. Damn. I love it. Love yeah, it. so good. I mean, I couldn't turn it down, you know. No, why would front, you? Front row Disgusting. on a Monday, maybe slightly, oh, no. maybe slightly obstructed view by the narrator's uh, podium, but I'll I'll figure it out. I'll be all right. Yeah, step in. I mean, it's step most in of the narrator. Yeah, well, I could. I mean, yeah. I really could. Yeah, me too. You know, I know the lyrics. I mean, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to do? Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. No more. No, no. I'll All cry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Emotionally Very true. volatile as is. Okay. Sounds good. Let's wrap it up then. All right. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right. We disappoint. We do, I guess. And turn, though, we don't. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Everybody, have a wonderful hump day. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.